Welcome, everybody, to episode 40 of Halfway to Heroes. Damn. Holy cow. Dude, this should be something special. I, it will. Oh, it will be something okay, special. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, hey, everybody, what happened in episode 39 of Halfway to Heroes? Full uh, tricks. So we, we followed the staff. We talked Merlin into following the staff to find the brain. And it led us out of the little, like, enclosure in the woods we were in to a spot that, what, what even happened at that spot? We, like, stopped for a minute because it, like, pointed to an area and then it just The stones, man. The stones. time, the back in time stones. It wasn't, okay, yeah, it wasn't the back in time stones. Um, it was. Stone formation. Back, like, episode. I don't know, like episode 11 or something, you guys found like these four statues that were holding like this big piece of crystal. And um, you guys walked back past that again. And for a moment, his staff was saying like, here. And then it kind of like recalculated and uh, sent him to the, like what looked like recently dug Man. up. Like, did we did we just like walk past it or did we take those crystals or do anything with them? Um, no, it's like a big slab of crystal. We should have broke like it. fifteen feet up that these things are holding. We should have smashed it because that's probably like harvesting power, empowering the force <laughs> field around the brain. I don't. Maybe it's like it brought us there, and by the time we got there, it already moved or something. I don't know. I don't know. It could have. But anyways, look, we went past that area, recalibrated, and we went over to this spot where we found, was it just a hole in the ground? It had a, like a little like fabric tarp thing over it with some sticks and stuff. Like that little place I was going to put Jeremy inside of? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Ubo was brave enough to go down and check this thing out because the staff was pointing us down there. Um. Before we went down all together, while Ubo was down, we got a call from Headmaster Wake, and the Illithid have fully invaded all of Modris. They were in Glassburn and Mirin and Flanderdash and at the school. And, you know, we tried to just talk to them about, you know, just distracting them a little bit longer or putting on a disguise and sneaking out. That was my idea. Thought it would have worked perfect, but apparently nobody else did. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we just kind of told her deal with it because yeah, we had to go check out this brain and see what's going on. Well, okay. At first, Clyde just said we found a hole in the ground. We're gonna jump <laughs> in. <laughs> I mean, that works too. He's not wrong. <laughs> and then you you explained that no, it's not just a random hole. We... <laughs> the brain's in there. We thought that's where the staff was pointing us. Until we got in there, and then we knew because the brain was talking to us, just talking a lot of crap, talking about how, you know, we just need to go a little bit further, and, you know, we're going to regret going down there, and he, I think he said he was alone when I asked him, but I don't believe him, but basically, we've been walking for, like, I felt like we were walking for, like, five hours, and he kept saying it was just a little further. It's just a little bit further. <laughs> <laughs> So that that is a good point. Um, I don't think we ever put a distance or a time on how long you all were walking down these tunnels. It was uh, quite a walk um, down here, a few hours at least. Um, and communication with Topside has gone dark. So there's really no way of telling what's happening up there anymore. And we ended with um, you all were... F- Finding while you're walking down this path and Merlin's leading the way with his staff, there were like these big tunnels that were like, like bored out, uh, kind of like crisscrossing around just random directions all throughout this path. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And we ended right with you all finding this, what looks like an abandoned laboratory. That is missing a big chunk out of one of the walls, and it that big chunk missing out of the wall opens up into this like giant cavern that is like hundreds of feet tall, far wide. It's just this massive big 
opening in the Underdark where it's just uh, stalagmite, stalactite singing and just a big cave. And then the brain, the brain shit talked a little bit more and then we ended it. Perfect recap. See, I knew exactly what went on. So the last thing he said was we were going to regret it, right? Right, yeah. And then you guys made it to it. It definitely looks like this was supposed to be like a door. But the angle that this thing bored through it, it ripped off the door, meaning that you all can obviously like go into or see the laboratory. And it ripped it off and then continued on into that big cavern. So there's kind of like those two two areas at the moment. So did like did the illithid like drill down here and shit was already in the way to put the brain down here, or is the lab part of the illithid stuff and somebody else drilled into it? I don't know. Can we do like a investigation me, or something for the something like ask, that? Let's just ask the brain. What if we've he, been walking on a treadmill tell the whole time, like a mind? Treadmill. We're in a trap. <laughs> My treadmill. He might tell us. Let's just ask him. Hey, brain. <laughs> Yo, brain. Are you here? Can you hear me? By the time we get there, we're going to be friends with him. What? What? Uh, yeah, did you, did you, did you bore this stuff? You know, the big, huge boreholes coming down here or? Yeah, what, 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 just all tricks. Just, just stop. Just stop. Walk it back five steps. Walk yes. it back five steps. You just ask the brain bore through rock and stone. Did the illithid bore down here to no, bring? You asked if I did. Well, like, I'm just, I'm just a brain. I mean, yeah, you're just a big squishy thing. You don't do much, do you? <laughs> Except shit talk. I got other high qualities that I think are very valuable. I cannot bore. You know, how does it feel to know that you're the last of your kind? And once we kill you, all the yellow theater are absolutely screwed. Ooh. You should have said, you're boring me. <laughs> <laughs> Backtrack. Because <laughs> we're coming for you. I thank you. That is making me, I can't move a lot. So thank you all for coming on down here. <laughs> Why can't you move a lot? Clyde, I am a brain. Are you like a fat cat where your little legs are too short to touch the ground? <laughs> Clyde, I don't, I, I don't have legs. I am a brain. Make no sense to me. <laughs> yeah, but you're probably in some sort of vessel. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, just I, a little further, just a little bit. You guys are getting close. Getting a little real close. Um, you said that like six hours ago. Well, I mean, to me, I'm, you know, thousands of years old, so it's fine. Just, um, it's going to be close. All things considered. Is it like a couple miles or what? Eh. I mean, <laughs> look, we're we're at the laboratory. You probably know where that's. Oh, at. you found the laboratory. Cool. Oh, that's. The, wait a minute. Hang on. He's he's interested in the fact that we found the laboratory. I want to do an investigation check and look around this laboratory and see if there's anything in here. Uh, yeah. So, okay. I guess I'll go ahead and describe the laboratory a little bit. Um, it. It, honestly, it probably looks kind of like uh, you all are uh, picturing it. It's got these what looks like like modern day like fluorescent lights in the ceilings, but there's definitely something other than electricity running them. Uh, but they still give off that low hum to them. Um, around the tables or around the walls of this uh, all metal room, there are tables with these. Some have experiments with these beakers and different uh, boiling liquids that have obviously without even before you even have to make a roll definitely has not been used in quite some time this entire room um, but there's those tables with experiments on them there's uh, bookshelves 
and paper scattered all over the place. In the center of the room, what seems to be like the focal point of the room is this plinth that's standing up and uh, above the plinth is floating this what looks like a kind of similar to like an illithid ship a little like some of the details are a little bit off but it looks close enough on paper no that is like it's like a like a model oh okay okay it's hovering in place like some kind of magnetic uh plinth uh showcase and it's like a model that looks a little similar to um illithid ships and yeah, I think with there, that's where we can start some investigation checks if you all would like. Yeah. So you all just tell me what you would like to look at in more detail. I want to go look at the ship. I think I think Ubo, okay. you should take a look at the inside of the ship and see if that control panel looks familiar. Little go check out those buttons, man. Wait, is there an actual <laughs> ship in here or just a little? No, it's, it's like a, a it's like a model that's probably. Oh. Uh, it's it's a, a nice pretty, size. It's a pretty big model. I don't know if it would get down to the buttons. <laughs> I'm probably do that in my magnifying glass. Um, we'll say that it's like uh, big as us. We'll say that it's about like twenty to one like or what? what four feet wide. Ooh, that is big. And like three feet tall. I think that would be about the right kind of. See if you can analyze it for weak points. Maybe we can use that on the real ships. All right, I'm going to analyze it by pulling out my uh, weapon and just smashing it and seeing how, <laughs> how sturdy it is. Wait, I'm just okay. I'm going to I'm going to give it one good swing. Wait, are you not going to check it out before you smash it? That's my analyzing. <laughs> I would, it might have the buttons. Glide also said much? he wanted to check it out. Uh, Clyde, are you going to make it to him before he (laughs) hits him with a spanner? Before he smashes it to bits? Yes. (laughs) All right, Clyde, you you do a quick uh, investigation check as you see Ubo (laughs) running at this thing with his spanner raised up. I was walking. (laughs) Walking slowly, I mean. Oh, a s- Clyde with a 17 yeah, on an investigation check. Plus now zero. Get to smash it. <laughs> Plus zero, right. but... Uh, Still not bad. Clyde, you're uh, you're kind of eyeballing this over as you see out of the corner of your eyes, Ubo creeping up on it <laughs> with this banner race. Uh, Clyde, you you think, like I mentioned, this looks pretty similar to an Illithid ship, but at the same time, a couple things are off to you. One, it doesn't have those tendrils that tend to flow behind an illithid ship. Um, two, the scale seems off. Just the size and dimensions of this thing, I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean, I think blacksmithing would probably translate a, at least a little bit over to, you know, building larger things like ship building and stuff. Plus, we probably studied these, right? I mean, in school. Yeah, but none have ever really looked quite like this. And Clyde could point out that uh, this thing with how it's built was most likely a hundred or more times larger than the average illithid ship. Cool. And it and it doesn't have those tendrils on the end of it like <gasps> illithid ships. It's the mother of the ship. Seem to have. <laughs> But why doesn't it have tendrils? Is what is a, a tendril? Good, is it a good guy ship? Because maybe it's so big that uh, you know the tendrils would be so tiny. Hey, what is a freaking tendril? Like, like tentacles, man? Oh, <laughs> why can't you just say tentacles instead of tendrils? Because anytime I get I say I tentacles on any of our podcasts, it gets turned sexual. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. (laughs) Now you know. (laughs) And that's why, Johnny. There's a source. (laughs) It's got testicles on the back of it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's got a juicy booty. (laughs) Um, Okay. Are any of these, are any of these papers, like what's the, what's the language on there? Is it? Yeah. I like, I, I like the idea 
or I like to picture this is all happening kind of at the same time. So Clyde's over investigating the ship and maybe Uba is like queued up behind him. Like, yeah. you just let me know when I can hit it. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> uh, and then all tracks, you want to go look over some of these papers. Merlin, yeah. what would, what would you like to do? Merlin? I don't, I don't know. Cause I was wanting to look at that ship. Too. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Everybody was drawn by that know. ship. Oh shoot. You said the ship, and then I was like, um, "What else was there?" It's it's mostly just like kind of experiments, pages of papers, pages. And books I would and like pages or books or something. Yeah, I'll yeah check that's that what out. we're looking at. He can go with me. Okay. I'm checking out the papers. All right, well, pair. Are they written in deep speech? I'm gonna go over to the experiments. What are you talking about? Is it like lab equipment or what? All right, so Ubo, uh, <laughs> getting bored of waiting while Clyde's really digging into this uh, ship. Can I take the ship? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 pretty big and unwieldy. Um, you could. You'd have to like carry it. Um, but it's just like floating right now, right? Yeah, and uh, with your investigation check of seventeen, you could tell that it's some kind of magnetic. The I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Ubo hit it and see what happens. No, put put it on grease. I always forget about Grease. You could literally just set it on Grease, yeah. I'm going to set it on top of Grease so we have an elephant chip now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to admit, I pictured the plinth being the, like, uh, magnetized that's, like, making it hover. Yeah. But how about we make it so that it's actually the ship that's got the, uh, like, the inverse magnet on the bottom of it. So when you put it on top of the grease, it just floats. They might think yeah, he's uh, an elephant <laughs> ship and not hurt him. Hey, we're one of you now. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna be the last one standing. Um, okay, well let's cut over to uh, Altrex, um, looking through these papers. A lot of these papers seem to be like scientific documentation about various experiments that even with floppy joe being able to translate them they are indeed uh deep speech even with floppy joe being able to uh translate these papers they seem just like too complicated of whatever these experiments they were trying to work out are but i have a negative uh, one intelligence so i'm not even gonna attempt to try to put that together yeah i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna be putting this all on floppy jokes as you're kind of scanning through these notes and then um like I said, the the all the notes are kind of just mamba jumbo science shit. Um, you eventually start to look through the books with Merlin, and uh, most of these are also kind of along that same line where it's they're all in deep speech. And Merlin, do you speak deep speech? No, no. Um, he speaks deep sleep. um well so then uh altrex uh eventually floppy joe is just kind of scanning these books and finds one that is a little bit it's not a science book this one is actually what looks like more of a history book and just kind of scanning through the pages uh (laughs) i picture you like flipping through the pages open with like to your chest yeah, just holding it down. And he's like kind of like scanning all the pages. <laughs> yeah. Breakneck speed. And yeah, he's just like, uh, 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 uh-huh. Yep. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Check, 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 checks out. Um, what do you see? What are you reading? And roll an investigation check. I, th- yeah. Oh, oh my 17. goodness. Yeah. 17. Oh, 17. 11 plus 6. Oof. <sighs> okay. Give it to me, Floppy Joe. What do you got? Oh, man. <laughs> Floppy Joe, okay, what you let know? Let me just. um, Floppy Joe, what you know, indeed. Uh, yes, Floppy Joe, what you know. <laughs> you all could hear this. You all here. I'm 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 debating if I'm gonna do this all in Floppy Joe's voice right now, or if I'm <laughs> gonna, just gonna, gonna give take an you hour. This. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's and that's my thinking. I'm like, do I do the floppy Joe voice and give this uh crit- these critical details right here? Hey, I or- want I want an upgrade Ubo and I want Sloppy Joe to sound like freaking Jarvis from Iron Man <laughs> after all this is over with if I'm still alive. I thought you were gonna say right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Hurry up. Yeah, Double do it. Time. Put it together. <laughs> so Floppy Joe will go on to detail this history that's coming from this book. And the title of the book, Floppy Joe's not even able to decipher. It's not like if we it's not like common the words in the writing even translating from deep speech to common it's not it doesn't map up to anything so he's not able to even uh determine the title of this book but it's detailing the of right 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 of rival that happened thousands of years ago Single massive arc, 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 arc came from the s- s- sky and landed on Mo, 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 just. No, I don't want to do that this whole time for, uh, Floppy Joe. I was going to uh, say maybe that's gonna take too long. can like Fonzie his chest. You know? <laughs> yeah, fucking, uh, hit it like the Fonzie does a jukebox <laughs> and, uh, um, bang! bang. <laughs> Uh, fixed fam. it. Come on, buddy. That's all, oh. that's all you needed, man. <laughs> oh, that is much better. Yes. <laughs> Oof. Hey, Altrex, you should have done that in like episode twelve. Thank you so much for that. Didn't uh, didn't realize that I needed an adjustment there. Oh yeah, I'm feeling fantastic now. Anyway, this book here it's detailing this arrival. That happened thousands of years ago. This single massive arc came from the sky and landed on Modrus. And after that, the figures that came from the arc started to massacre the inhabitants of Modrus who were spread far and thin across the land. And uh, you turn a couple more pages for Floppy Joe. and Oh, um... <laughs> After flipping through that, uh, you see sketches of these alien beings that came from the Ark. And you are staring back at sketches that are resembling halflings and goblins, elves, orcs, goliaths, tabaxi, dragonborns, turtles, and humans. That's what these beings look like? Yes, it seems like this book is documenting some event that happened thousands of years ago where this massive arc came down to Modras and all of these figures right here looks kind of like you four, to be honest, came out of the ship and started to massacre the inhabitants of Modras. What lived here? Uh, who were the inhabitants? Us? Oh, no. Oh, did you miss that part at the beginning of the book, Altrex? It's the history of the Illithid. Hello, everybody. It's your Dungeon Master, Adam DeWeese here. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of Halfway to Heroes. This week's episode is sponsored by Podcorn. Yes, you probably heard me talk about Podcorn before, and that's because Podcorn is pretty amazing. We've had some amazing experiences over at Podcorn over the last few months. I think we've been with Podcorn probably about six months now, I want to say. And uh, it's been a great six months or so. 
If you don't know, Podcorn is a place for podcasters of all sizes and all genres to go and to pair up with different uh, sponsors that are looking for podcasts that fit their target audience. You send them pitches with what your show's about and what type of ad you would like to run with them, uh, say maybe a mid-roll, pre-roll. You can even do things like guest interviews and giveaways. And if they accept your pitch, you record your ad, send it off to them, and then you get paid. It's really as easy as that. I highly recommend it. Again, that is podcorn.com. You can click the link in the show notes below. Take just a minute or two to set up an account with them and start sending off pitches. Hey, there is a lot of stuff happening over on the Majestic Goose Network right now. So if you haven't yet, you should head over to MajesticGoose.com and follow that site. We need to update it because we're adding about three or four new shows now. So uh, keep an eye on it. Uh, Also, join our Discord where we will be way more up to date and active. And we're always hanging out in there. And that is bit.ly slash halfway to Discord. And while you're on the site, you can uh, head over to majesticus.com slash shop and buy a lot of really cool merch from uh, not only Halfway to Heroes, but from One Shot Onsight and all of our other shows. We're adding new merch almost weekly at this point still, and especially because we're still growing the network. So keep your eye over there. And uh, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're all enjoying this campaign. It's getting sad that we're getting pretty close to wrapping it up, but don't you worry. We've now got Campaign 2 in our minds. We've got our idea down, or I do. The gang knows a little bit about it, but not much. So we're excited to get that one kicked off. Uh, Once Halfway to Heroes does wrap up, I'm guessing it's probably going to be about 45 to 50 episodes, somewhere in that range. Uh, When it does, we will probably take um, maybe a month off where we will get Campaign 2 together and get some uh, stuff workshopped a little bit and maybe a couple episodes recorded and edited, so we've got a little bit of a backlog. But yeah, we're really excited to see how this story ends. We're really excited for the new story. It's just a lot of really cool stuff happening soon, so so glad you all are with us for the ride, and we will uh, talk to you at the end of this episode before the outtakes. Bye, everybody. history of the illithid so illithid were here first is that what you're saying wait no i think i think this is the book of illithid and they have a book in the future of us excuse me (laughs) oh merlin are you okay there no you are that is of us um ending all of illithid Oh, no, Merlin, not at all. This is a book dated thousands of uh, years ago. But we're not from thousands of years ago. Well, I'm sure there's peoples around thousand years ago. There's a group a of minute. people just like us four, though. Well, does so. it look like us exactly? So, <gasps> wait Did a we go back in time again? Oh, no, not you four exactly, but look at here. And, um, um hey, Altrex, could you turn the page one right yeah, yeah, hang on, right there. there. Yeah, right there. Oh, a, a tortle, right there. It looks j- similar to Ubo. L- the features you- are a little off, but it's definitely a tortle. Are you saying that the Illithid are saying in this book that they were here, and what came down out of that ark to slaughter them was beings that looked like us? That's what this book is claiming. Yeah, I could see the disconnect there. I can see, you know, the animosity. So, um, but right now it's not our problem. <laughs> I mean, so look, we're, this we're is the a, bad this guys. Is a lot to take in. We're the bad guys. No, no, back then we were the bad guys. Now we're the good guys. Who wrote this book? Okay. 
It could be false. I'm confused. Like, is it us? It could or be is it fake. Not us? Uh, so the sketches are. Uh, I I kind of blew through that part. The sketches are not like you for exactly, but flipping through as Floppy Joe is scanning these pages, it's like detailing the aliens that came off of the ark. And you just see uh, sketchings of halflings and goblins and elves and orcs and goliaths, tabaxi, okay, dragonborn. Just everything that like were amongst us, right? Yeah. I like, got what, What's in Modris now? I like, got they, they came here. So, I mean, does it, does it have anything in here about, you know, after the massacre? What happened years later? Like, what? what? Well, well. Why? Why you gotta call it a massacre? Who says it was a massacre? <laughs> I mean, it, it's written in the book. Glad. <laughs> it says massacre, massacre right there. Um, <laughs> this is what our history books say. <laughs> That's a, there's some conflicting stuff here. I'm just trying um, to see. You know what, all tricks. I I like your 17 uh, check for this. So um, you, yeah, you're you're flipping now. You're really into this book, and now I'm kind of picturing like. Everybody's kind of crowding around, even like Tiana. Everybody's crowding around. I forgot about as, her being here. <laughs> Sorry, Merlin. I always forget about her, even nah, when she's with fine. us. <laughs> as Floppy Joe's scanning through, um, you see a uh, like a sketch diagram of that arc that is now on Grease floating around, and it definitely looks like what's in this book of what came down from the sky thousands of years ago um, according to this history book and then um, it goes on a little bit further and it's you know it's talking about how these races kind of just went and the Illithid were spread far and thin across Modris there weren't thousands hundreds of thousands of them so they were really small communities and apparently were pretty easy pickings for uh, these invaders that came down. And then you get to a part where eventually they uh, went from being above ground dwellers to uh, living in the Underdark to try to survive. And they tried to reverse engineer this arc from reverse engineering the arc they eventually came up with their own smaller models that were capable of fleeing Modress and the book ends there and we'll say that the book ends at 1500 years prior to right now where the Illithid left Modress on their newly built ships where are the ships? So look, look why look. wouldn't we still have all that stuff? They left. They built these ships and left, is what this book's saying. And then, thirty years ago, they came back for the Great War. A hundred years ago, or a hundred years ago. Sorry, they yeah. left thirty years later. Or yeah, thirty years ago. Yeah, that's what it was. So they came back a hundred years ago after leaving fifteen hundred years ago, and that's when we got into the big Great War with them. And then they ran off again. Man, brain. I need to talk to you. <laughs> right now. Let me pick your brain. Yeah. Oh, uh, damn it. You found it, didn't you? Yeah, you guys, you guys like to run a lot, don't you? This is twice now. Well, that was mean. <laughs> I know, that was kind of mean. I'm sorry. Look, this doesn't sound right. This is not, this is not the history we were taught. Oh, of course not. The winners write the history books. <laughs> so, I mean, that's true. So, you're saying, or this book is saying, that you were here and this art came down and they cleared you guys out. And this was originally your place. They didn't clear us out necessarily or we would all be gone. Well, I mean, they did some damage to you, it seems like. Oh, it definitely wasn't pleasant. Boy, who was here first? Oh, we were here first. We've been here for a millennia. I don't really see you guys hanging out in fucking forests and stuff like that. 
Well, we drew them on the ground, man. Did you did you read a book? Yeah, I, I didn't read it. I listened to it. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a floppy Joe reading an audio book. <laughs> I saw the the motion picture. <laughs> <laughs> so look, <clears throat> you guys tried to come back again, and we had this whole big great war. But wait, they live on different planes of existence. How now are they, they on, do. Why are they on just a fucking Modris? Just apparently, apparently they were here first. That don't make no sense. No sense. Yeah. No. Ain't no one with testicle tendrils running around the damn forest. I guess you all are far enough down here that it doesn't really matter if I reveal this. The brains can't use the ships. So, brain, me brain, um, that's how we make more illithid, more mind flayers. I need to be a big brain. I make little tadpoles. We make more mind flayers. However, one, one downfall of being such a big old brain, so, like you put it, I think you said squishy? Yes. Um, can't quite use the ships, at least not yet. Uh, that's the hope one day. So, I could probably help with that. Are they back? <laughs> are they back here looking for you? Do they? Are they oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, they uh, were, you know, dying down in pretty quick numbers away from Modress and away from any elder brains. So, they try to come back a hundred years ago and, you know, build up their numbers a little bit. And uh, you all, fine, fine folk, uh, just caught wind and started murdering some elder brains real hard. Got down to just one left, but uh, luckily, I, I think you all have, have met Jeremy. Um, Jeremy found me. <sighs> yes. And uh, had this big brilliant plan to uh, make one last hurrah to come back and I uh, thought that now's a nice time to kick things off and to uh, rescue me. Huh. So now the plan's What, is he going to rescue with the orbs or what? Um, don't need to talk about that right what? now. Just uh, keep on coming. What's the deal with these orbs? I mean, he took them orbs and where, where'd he go? No, don't you worry about that. Just keep on going. I bet Jeremy's down here, so, boys. Look, technically, right, as I'm saying this, I'm not saying this part out loud, but as I'm saying this, I'm looking back at the guys and I'm like, but technically, if we just, you know, let them come and get you and let you guys leave, then you could just spare everybody at Modris and we don't have to go through all this again. Yeah, so you guys are just wanting to leave. Well, I still I can't I still can't travel on ships yet. What if what if we could what if we could help figure out how to get you? Uh, can I insight him and see if he's lying, this brain? Yeah, but you'd probably have disadvantage since Well, uh, wait, actually, Merlin, I'm sorry. Merlin's still not hearing any of this. <laughs> so wait, yeah, he can't hear this at all. This whole time. So I'm just twiddling my thumbs, I guess. <laughs> by nice these books. Bo- nice books. <laughs> Does the brain know we have the staff? I think I asked this last time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously he's probably a little scared of this thing. Because it can reveal his location and also... It probably has some sort of magic that could fight against him, right? I I hear them all talking. Like, who who you guys talking to? I, I mean, do you remember that voice that we asked you about before? Yeah, he said your name one time just to show you he was there. Yeah, we're talking to him again. What, what's basically, he basically, he's saying that the Illithid were here before us thousands and thousands of years ago. And just like Floppy Joe said, a ship came down and it had beings that looked like the inhabitants of Modris today, you know, all kinds of different people like that. And they cleared out and murdered 
and massacred a bunch of the Illithid. And this brain is backing all that up, saying it's the truth. And they were here first, and we are the bad guys, basically, because we came down and killed them and forced them to leave. And he's the last elder brain alive. And that's why they keep coming back. They came back 100 years ago to try to rescue him. And they're coming back now to try to rescue him, but they can't get, he can't, he can't get on the ships. The brain can't be tra- traversed on the, the illithid ships. Guys, wait, I got it. I got it. Wait, we convinced the brain that we have a ship, which we do, that Greece is currently carrying. <laughs> we convince him to shrink down to fit on the ship so we can get it out. And once he shrinks down, we this just squish him. Plan, man. I mean, <laughs> it does. But, but, uh, <laughs> wait, so um, tells me he's a little smarter than that. So it, so if he's uh, he's telling you all this, and it's actually written in a book. I believe uh, writing in books and scrolls and all that. I, I believe all that, but. I would still, you know, I would try to do like some sort of, you know, insight role if there's such a thing and try and <laughs> insight him while he's talking to you. Because <laughs> uh, I can't hear him, you know what I mean? I mean, that's true. That's true. Maybe. Uh, but I mean, writing, I, b- I believe all writing, yeah. you know, it's can I, stories. Can I insight? Can I insight the brain? <laughs> Uh yes, you can insight, but it's gonna be at disadvantage, um, due to you being you know a distance away from whatever. Guys, I had a badass plan. You don't want to. (laughs) No, I said Uh, I said we can. That's gonna be our fallback. There's a ten. Happens. Yeah. Let's that be our plan D. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody else. Somebody else might want to roll that insight. Uh yeah, I'll I'll check you. Uh just with your ten and you. You have no way. You've never met this thing. You can't see it. Oh, okay. Ubo's got it. With this, oh my goodness! Even with a nineteen. Um. <laughs> hey, what's up, brain? <laughs> tell me, <laughs> tell me your secrets. <laughs> okay, uh, Ubo, you listening in on this thing? Uh. I think your mohawk might be helping you a little bit right here. Uh, maybe you're getting some mohawk ting- tingles. Um, it's like chills when you listen to music. Yeah, it's like you're listening to this thing talk, and you're listening to it explain their course of action so far and their course of history. And it's all just kind of like hitting you just like a like a sack of bricks hitting you all at once and it's actually all just making sense and all the dots are connecting even even as you as this brain is talking to you in your mind you start to just like kind of flash back a little bit and you picture those there's four statues that are apparently standing, you know, some miles ahead of you above the ground. And you're now starting to realize that those, like, withered away stones from thousands of years old aren't... <laughs> there's no way those are, like, beards that were those uh, long uh, portions near the face. It's definitely... You can picture it like it's clear as day now. Those are definitely like mind flayers holding up that big crystal. And you've already carbon dated it. You you carbon dated the, the time stones. travel stones. Yeah. Uh, to be thousands of years old and they've got deep speech on them. And now like you see as this brain's talking with your 19 insight check, even with disadvantage, you got a 21 and then a 19, even with disadvantage everything this thing is saying is just like linking up and you're just seeing like the spider web out to all of these things that have led you to where you are now miles deep under the ground illithid ships about to invade yeah you think this thing is definitely telling the truth 
he, he does. He's, he's telling the truth. Um, my uh, mohawk is doing something weird. I don't know what it's doing, but... Do you got them Peter, Peter tingles? <clears throat> are you, uh, are you crying, Ubo? Yes. <laughs> are those tears? Yes. <laughs> don't tell anybody. <laughs> well, hold on now. If it's all true, can't we just coexist? Ask the brain. You know, little little brain dude, just come on out of the ground. Yeah, I mean, we'll, just, we'll, we'll be would neighbors. It, would it help you if know? we just said sorry? I got a house with a brand new basement. You'll love it. You know, you can't 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 judge a judge a whole species based off their ancestors' actions. Can't judge a book by a single page. You know what I mean? Exactly. And you four are a single page in that book of all the varied races of Modras. You four might see it that way. We tried. Hundreds of years, we tried to make that same point that you four have brought to me right now. Nobody else picked it up. Nobody else accepted it. Well, you guys are scary looking, so. Guys, at this point, I feel like there's like two ways we can go on this, but I just want (laughs) to, I feel like we're going to just have to go down and kill this thing. (laughs) I mean, look, dude, it's it's like too far gone. We spent this whole entire campaign. I don't feel like we can. (laughs) Like we can't just turn around and be like, There should be two ways on this, but I feel like there's no way we can turn back on this. I don't don't think there's enough time for the second way, man. Yeah, but does anyone of the current generation on Modris know about this? Or is, right. like, is there somebody that's aware of this stuff? Like, like Professor Wake, does she know about this shit? Yes, does Professor Wake know about yeah, this? Yeah, that's what we need to know. That's what we need to know. I think we should try to talk to Headmaster Wake. Look, Brain, can you, like, boost the signal of these stones? Like, can you let us call out? From here, we're a little far. Oh, yeah. Let me just real quick just hack into your mainframe and just beep, beep, boop, beep. All tricks. I mean, look, you know, it's your lair down here. Can't you do something? What do you... All tricks. I I can't hack into your network. Do you have a phone that we could use? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know who Professor Wake is? Oh, yeah. I know who Professor... Do you... I don't know what they taught you. You guys hear yourself? But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Merlin, yeah, Merlin is just here. I'm picturing everybody. Um, this is all telepathically, and you guys could be talking telepathically, but correct me if I'm wrong. We're speaking out loud. Yeah. <laughs> all of us are. I'm picturing, put myself in any of your guys' shoes. If somebody talked to me telepathically somehow, first of all, I'd be freaked the fuck out. But second of all, I would definitely be speaking out loud. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware of the presence of all creatures within five miles of me, and I can communicate with them. And uh, the further away, the less communication I can do, but I can still listen in and kind of eavesdrop a little bit. Yeah, I know who Professor Wake is. So wait a minute, you can hear her thoughts right now and listen in. It's vague. She's a little bit outside of my five-mile range, but uh, I, I can every once in a while catch a uh, glimmer, even though it's further than that. Is she aware of the true history of Modus? Oh, I believe every, pretty much everybody in the uh, what is it, uh, Screammore Academy? Pardon me, uh, is aware. Oh shit! <laughs> Wait, what? What did it be? What? No, I guess out of character because <laughs> I don't hear that. <laughs> like, yeah. like all the students know like it the too. Teachers. No. Besides us, no, the higher ups, they Luke and uh, Headmaster Wake and all the teachers. Anybody who would have fought in the Great War. I'm going to smack Professor so, Wake with Clue. Old fucking Burge? Burge knew about this? So we're, we're going to go back and kill Professor Wake? Guys, wait, no. I, I think no. we got to be like the revolution and like change history and... Yeah, but the, right, obviously there's right reasons the that they haven't done that. 
I mean, okay, so look, wait a minute, wait a minute. We kind of have, we kind of have each other by the balls a little bit here, okay? We could come down there, we could fight, we could kill you, and then everything's over. And you have no more, you know, connection to the Illithid and the Elder Brain you guys lose. Or, we could get out of here. And we could go try to talk to everybody who's leading this, you know, resistance again and try to see if they can understand this time. And make peace. And make peace. But really, the ball's in your court. We're already halfway down there. We could keep coming down there. Or, B, we could try to do this peacefully. Maybe they'll listen to us because we are part of them and not scary-looking tentacle monsters trying to tell them, you know, this is how it was. And we could show them this book. I, I hear what you're saying. I really, really do. It's going to be tough. Like I said, I already kind of gave away my sphere of influence. There's a lot of ships out there past that. And also... um I don't know if you've... Have you met John? Have you met John? Uh, we've met Jeremy. Oh, yeah. It's Jeremy's friend, John. Um, yeah. yeah the purple one. Haven't met John. But yeah. He's already down here uh, getting things all set up for me. So... <laughs> so he's... So there is Mind Flayers down there. Uh, Mind Flayers kind of... That's a name you all came up with. And to me, it's kind of mind flayers we don't flay minds that's i mean you know okay you listen i i asked you if there was anybody down there with you and you assured I don't, me i don't think so i believe you said how many mind flayers and i don't consider any of my friends and family mind flayers <clears throat> let me try this again how many how many illithid are down there with you right now yes that is actually like we that's what we call ourselves so i'm like glad that the history books have at least kept that name um oh there's a few a few like three or a few is in like 10 less than a hundred we'll put it at that <laughs> i mean look it's pretty it's pretty much ball in your court right now i mean if we choose not to fight, I mean, we could just we could just try to try to do this the peaceful way. Again, you know, you could get your fear of influence back. We could just go tell them, hey, you know, we're pretty resilient. You can try to kill us, may not happen. What if you died? I mean, what if you what if you what if you lost? Oh, then that's if I mean if I die, it's oh, uh, that I am the last over. So that's why I am kind of the last line of the defense. Um, so it's that's why I've got my layers of protection on me, which is why I can talk to you all so confidently. And I think you put it as uh, cocky, uh, I think is the word you mentioned. I can see, let's see here. Yeah, exactly two, no more and no less options. I can see that uh, you all come down and try to uh, stamp out the last Elderbrain, me, myself, and I. And uh, I can tell you right now that will not go the way you all five are envisioning it. And then the very... <laughs> actually, it may actually be less likely, this path, which is saying something because... Uh, your chances of defeating me in actual combat are zil. And less than that would be for you all to go and try to A, convince your governing factions of body to lay down arms and just let us leave. And then also as our forces come down to convince them that you mean them no harm. So it's, I mean, we're, we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place here. Yeah. Sounds like two really terrible choices, doesn't it? What's a, what's a parlay? I'm thinking parlay for some reason. Um, <laughs> pirates do that. <laughs> pirates do that sometimes. Yes. So look, is there a faster way that I could get 
back up towards the surface and make a quick stone call. <laughs> Instead of uh, are you asking hours. me, Adam? No, like I'm asking you, Brain. Like this is your oh. this is your area. Do you oh, have, do you have well, I mean, I don't have. I haven't had my elevator installed yet, unfortunately. Uh, no, you have to go all the way back up there. Maybe you could. Do you have? Do you happen to know like teleport? Ah, uh, you know what? I do have something. Yeah, I, you got teleport. I I do. I think I have fly. You want to fly? <laughs> I mean, we could fly. That would be fun. Could, but well, I can, <laughs> I can only <laughs> I can only cast it on one target. So I have. Aha! Uh-huh. How far down are we right now? Uh, so we mentioned that it was a few hours of walking. So yes. um, miles. Like, are we more than five hundred feet underground? More than five hundred feet underground? Yes, for sure. Okay, that's not going to work then, because I have dimension door, but I can only go five hundred feet. No, I think I can cast uh, fly on you, somebody, and they can go to the surface and talk to Wake for a little bit before we cut it. Yeah, I mean, I want to. Let's do that. Look, you cast fly on me. I'll dimension door up five hundred feet and fly the rest of the way. That's and super be fast. quick. Super quick. I actually have two spell slots. So I could cast Dimension Door twice and go a thousand feet up. I'm gonna cast Fly on this big old robot. How long does Fly last and stuff, Sean? It says uh, you touch a willing creature uh, gains a flying speed of sixty feet for the duration. Uh, it doesn't say. Oh, it says uh, ten minutes. Plenty times. <laughs> so you'd have to walk right. back down. I would like to. <laughs> well. I could take a rest and then <laughs> dimension door back down again. I, w- I would like to dimension door twice a thousand feet straight up. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, so instead of flying, you're going to dimension door twice straight up? Uh, I mean, if a thousand dollars will give, or a thousand dollars, a thousand feet will give me above ground, then yes. A thousand, um, how many? How I think dimension door, don't you have to know where you're putting the door? He could go into the dirt and take <laughs> a bit of damage. He's going to be buried. Uh, I mean, look, if I'm going a thousand feet, it's going to be back on the surface, though. Who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? Well, that's true. That's true. But Okay, well, a mile is 5,200 feet. Did you say wow. we're a mile okay. under? <laughs> okay, that's you're- the- I think we're a couple miles under. Yeah, a couple miles under. That's not going to work, then. That's not going to work. Ultrax <laughs> is just forever stuck in the dirt. Well, yeah. technically, you don't have to breathe. So, I mean, you can sit there, take a short breath, do Dimension Door again, keep going. <laughs> You'd have to take long rests. Take a while. To sleep he has no way to hours. charge. We'd be down there for hours, man. <laughs> you, God, you have hours. wireless charging now. Well, I mean, look, how far away, how, how, was there a certain point that the stone stopped working recently? It, it wasn't super far underneath, probably like a hundred yards or so. Just okay. go back. Well, look, I'll I'm going to go, how many, how many feet is the yard? Three-ish. A hundred yards to feet would be 300 feet. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking dimension door backwards, the exact route we came, three hundred feet. With the stones, I need those stones clad. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if somebody can come with me, I think if if you, if you, yeah, if I can carry you, I think you can come with oh, me. Oh, I'll if go. You go. I'll go. All right. So just hold on to me here, because then I can cast fly on us if I need if we need it. We can flee or whatever. That'll work. That'll work. I picture, you know, he just holds my arm, and it's kind of like, kind of like Harry Potter, where it's just like we just like do a little pops down and we're gone. And the flu just, powder. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we're just three hundred feet away. Okay. And then I I get on the the stone. Wait, can you hear me? Over. Yeah. Are you all okay? Yeah, uh, we're fine, but uh, we have some we have some stuff to talk about here. 
Is it why these illithid ship are just hovering above Bright Bank? <laughs> Partially. Uh, also, why have they been fighting us for so long? And, you know, back during the Great Wars, too. Which apparently you know about, and we didn't. Altrex, I don't... You tell me, do we have time to talk about this right now? <laughs> I mean, I'm stuck between apparently my certain death, all of our certain death, and coming back and trying to talk to you about this. So, I'd say I got as much time as I need right now. <laughs> well, I don't think you're going to like what you're going to hear. Dungeon Master Adam DeWeese again. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I know I certainly did. I've been waiting for this episode for over a year now. So very excited that we finally got it going. And it wouldn't have been possible without all of you listeners and especially all of you current patrons we've got. So thank you so much. Tiana H, Lawful Stupid Podcast, Robert C, Bradley M, Brittany D, Danny T, Jeremy Fair, Loki Strike, Something Wicked, Talking Anime, Zoltar, Bay Area Biosocials, Cameron D, Danny M, Farty McFry, Durundu, Jace Mervat, John Lorber, Jim, Mindweave RPG, Remus S, Tanya S, and Jorian Drake. Whoa, this was a very busy um, in-between episodes because since our last episode, we have added a total of one, two, three, four five i believe new patrons so thank you so much something wicked cameron d farty mcfry Mindweave rpg and tanya s for joining the patreon team if you want to get your name on this list and a bunch of really cool bonus content we've actually updated a lot of the patreon and we rebranded it because it's not just for this show and it's not just for one shot onslaught it's for the entire majestic goose network so we've got a lot of content out there and that Patreon keeps all of it going. And uh, that is now going to be patreon.com slash majestic goose. So again, that's patreon.com slash majestic goose. You can sign up for as low as $1, get a bunch of really cool bonus content, like playing in one shots with me on our Twitch channel and getting access to this is exciting. We've got a whole new show called Lore and Pour coming out where I'm the host and it is kind of like drunk history meets Dungeons and Dragons where I bring on a guest and we both drink a bit and then I give them the topic 30 minutes before we hit record and they get 30 minutes of pregame and to study up on their topic and then we reconvene and hit record and we treat it as if they are the absolute expert on the topic Whatever they say goes, there are no wrong answers, and it ends up being wildly funny. We have gotten four episodes recorded so far. Two episodes are currently up on our Patreon podcast feed, which is available to all of our patrons, $1 and up. That's right. All of our patrons, $1 and up, have this show exclusively for the month of January, all four first episodes, once we get the next two up, that is. Before this show becomes public February 1st. And then after that, it will be a bi-weekly show every Monday. And um, we'll just be releasing them sprinkled in uh, here and there. So the patrons get a very early access to that show. Uh, patrons will also have our access to our brand new and Patreon exclusive show called Lore and Snore. Where I do actual D&D &D lore 
in a pretty just mellow show with some nice calming music in the background. Probably a pretty good podcast to fall asleep to or to just get your fix of real D&D lore. So that will be a companion app to the lore and poor, which will be maybe not so accurate. And yeah, sorry, I've had a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, We're going through a lot of new rebranding and adding new shows. So just a quick mention of a couple other shows is we've got Doom Clock coming probably February, maybe March. And that's going to be a shiver stream and podcast. And it's going to be a kind of horror themed time traveling show using the shiver tabletop RPG system. And then uh, very exciting news. We've got a new D&D in space themed podcast called Eclipse and Eclipse is going to be coming out probably the first week of February don't hold me to that but I believe that should be when it's coming out and I will be a player in that one with Jeremy Fair from Dice Talk and from Roll for Weird being the GM it should be very high quality space themed fun D&D and I'm very excited to be a part of that So, yeah, if I mean, other than that, just, you know, leave us reviews on all of our shows. That means the world to us. And then uh, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Majestic Goose Network, because we rebranded that, too. And I think I've talked enough. So thank you all so much. I'll let you all get to these outtakes now. I hope you're all having fun with the show. I know I am. And we will talk to you all later. Bye, everybody. Forward. And then on three, clap. One, two, three. Yeah, that was good. Not bad. I can't tell. Not that bad. sounded really good to me. <laughs> that was the I best one. I, I yeah. literally didn't hear anybody's clap over my clap. It was like instant. That was like that the was first the time one. no one said is the best one like right away. We all were just like, oh, was it good? Because I was confused. <laughs> I didn't hear anybody else clap because <laughs> everybody clapped yeah, at the same that time. That was good. All right. I think we're – all right, let's do this. Um, A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk.